0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
2: This is Computer Talk
3: with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by
4: phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Uh, feel free to get online. We have one line open uh, so uh, we can work with you guys rather than talk about our kids. Because that would be pretty boring. Let's go back to Claire in Florida who's fighting with her open DNS. You still there, Claire? Yes, I am. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, here's our theory as we were discussing uh during the break. I think you're 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 leaking out via your IPv6 settings. So, you can get internet via IPv4, which is the IP addresses that we're running out of, or via IPv6. And if your router is dutifully offering you both um IPv4 and IPv6 uh DNS settings, your internet browser could be surfing Unprotected on the IPv6 uh, connection. I,
5: I, I in my foggy memory way back when I remember something about that. And yes, it is. It is showing both as working.
4: Right. And so
5: configure IPv4.
4: You can configure IPv6. But we, that
5: says automatic, and then um, it says there's three IPv6
4: addresses. Yeah. So you can turn off the IPv6 if you wish. Um, and just run uh, via IPv4 within your, within your home. Or you can configure the IPv6 settings um, in their DNS server addresses because we have those posted over at Computer Talk as well. Um, they're a little separate. more. It's a whole separate uh, range, right? So when you're communicating over the Internet, you're com- communicating over an IP scheme, and your, your iPad got an address, right? It got an address of internally, a 192.168.1.10, let's say. And the DNS settings are the ones you're using for OpenDNS, are the secure ones. But the IPv6 protocols are working, too. And the browser is saying to itself, hey, well, I'm connected over IPv6. I can get DNS from those settings as well. And if it's getting DNS server settings that are not the OpenDNS settings, you're not necessarily browsing securely. And uh, you got to do both or turn off IPv6 so you don't communicate over IPv6. So
5: what do you, what do I do then?
4: We're (laughs) going to put the, (laughs) we're going to put a link out there for you, Claire. And you're going to put in a bunch of numbers uh, because OpenDNS gives you the ability to secure it on this side. And the thing that you bring up is a good one because we always forget about OpenDNS on the IPv6 side of things. And in your router. People, when you, if you've got your configuration running on your router, got, you can't if, you, if it offers both IPv4 and IPv6 IPs, you need to either decide on your DHCP settings if you're going to allow the IPv6 to be broadcast or not. Because if you don't put the, the controls in the IPv6 settings, that side of the equation isn't protected.
5: Okay, I guess I understand. You realize you're talking above my pay grade here a little bit.
4: But. Well, that was for everybody else besides you, Claire, because you're doing this on your device itself. But we talk about right. securing the router a lot, and we are constantly remiss to bring up IPv6. We yeah. Haven't, but the thing about this with OpenDNS is you can always check um, to see if you're running uh, securely. And we can put a link. If you just go to welcome.opendns.com, It'll put a checkbox, a nice orange checkbox, to tell you whether or not you're configured properly. It's going to say, "Hey, your internet is safer, faster, smarter because you're using OpenDNS." Um, I got
5: into something when I was just poking around here before I called. It says Cisco bought it out, and then I was into yes. all kinds of stuff that had nothing to do with, and or you had to pay for it as well. Umbrella now it's called or something. Maybe right. that's for businesses. I it don't is.
4: Know. It is for oh, businesses. So okay, what you're using is got the free nothing home. To do with me. It doesn't, but it is owned okay. by Cisco, which is good news. Okay. Generally, generally speaking, good news. Um, but we got to remember the IPv6 side of the equation. So that's your issue, Claire. Okay. I bet you. Did I bet I that's your of, issue.
5: Did I delete those or something at one point? Maybe back maybe. when
4: you could have. And then, of course, you do the iOS update, and it puts them back. Oh, okay. That very mo- that very well could have happened.
5: All right, so I'll look for the links on. Uh that you're putting up
4: yes yes ma'am they'll be there for you
5: and follow that okay all right well i thank you so much i enjoy listening to your
4: program we enjoyed to have you down there in florida thank you
5: thank you (laughs) see you in connecticut i hope in the spring
4: (laughs) all right very good (laughs) okay bye 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 all right and uh yeah we always forget the ipv6 side of the uh, dhcp server so she
0: apparently appears to be a uh snowbird (laughs)
4: <laughs> yes good for her best of both worlds uh let's go on to john in winchester next what's going on john
1: hey good morning guys hey got a question for you we're in the market for a laptop and you yep. and did some shopping um i've had really good luck with hp products so i kind of focused in on them and yep. i was in one of the big box stores yesterday mm-hmm. um one thing i started looking at and um was the difference in processors, the Intel i5s versus the AMD Ryzen 7. Yep. And my question is, both in performance and durability, is there um, any marked differences in those two?
4: Well, durability-wise, Tab is an Intel gold-level provider of CPUs because we build our own computers and servers. And in that time, I've been here 30 plus years, in the time that we put out hundreds and hundreds of servers and workstations for our clients using Intel processors, I can think of one, maybe two times that we ever had a problem with a processor. So durability-wise, the Intel processor is great. Now, I have we don't use AMD, so I can't compare um, whether or not they would be as, just as good. Um, But the Intel processor has been great for us. As far as your comparison on performance, there's many things you have to pay attention to besides just i5, i7. You got to consider the generation. Mm -hmm. So eighth, ninth, tenth gen processors. The the later the generation, the newer the generation that you have, the better the processor will be. Technically, it might consume less power and give you more performance. Gotcha. So keep that in mind. That might be why the price of the laptop is lower or higher depending
1: on that gotcha yeah with the and then the other question i have is a uh, an i5 compared to a Ryzen 5 the same thing or is, is that like a kleenex and scott tissue kind of thing uh it's just uh all in the naming
4: um, they are different processors, and the best option there would be for us to give you a link on a c on a CPU comparison website for you to do that work. What type of work are you going to use the laptop this is for?
1: Primarily going to be for home use. Okay. Um, although my wife has a little bit of a craft business she might be starting, so you know, listing something on SD, you know, that kind of a thing. But uh, primarily, it's going to be home, and then with this um, need for video chatting. Um, because of covid and all that we uh you know probably want to be focusing on that a bit.
4: Yeah, so I'll tell you that either either processor will serve you well. Um I don't know what the AMD equivalent of an i5 level processor is. Uh but we can put a link up here that gives you comparisons between the two. Okay. Um I would just I would counsel you to stick with an Intel um CPU. However, there's a big shortage in laptops, so you may not have that choice as much as you'd like. Um, okay. So stick with an i5, and if you can stick with the eighth, ninth gen CPU, mm-hmm. you know it'll be more more powerful. Even tenth gen, if you can find them.
1: Yeah, yeah. The couple other ones I'm looking at, I think they were they were eleventh generation. So eleventh uh, gen. Yeah, eleventh gen i5.
4: Hmm. That's even newer than I would expect.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, the other question I have is in terms of the office suite. I obviously don't want to get the um, Office 365. I have a um, Office Home and Student uh, 2010. Mm -hmm. If I bought an external hard drive, would 2010 work on this newest? uh,
4: On Windows 10?
1: On Windows 10, yeah.
4: So it's a 2010 edition. It probably will load. Mm -hmm. Um, You need to go get your security code and the key there and and reinstall it. It probably will load, right? The 2010 flavors of Office do work.
0: It okay. may or may not
4: activate. Because it's already been activated.
0: Correct. It may right. or may not. But they're on the same token. If you're connecting uh, that to a an exchange server, it's got to be up to date. And, it, and if it's a 2019 exchange server, it probably won't work. Right. But if you're just getting, uh, you know. Um,
4: Home mail. Oh, can you guys speak? Turn the volume up a bit there. He's not on his mic again. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's the holiday season, and I just can't bring myself to smack him. Okay.
0: <laughs> So if you're using um, there we go. something other than Exchange yes. to get your mail, then, you know, it'll probably work for you. Okay. Um, probably. I have a much
1: older version of Office 2000. I don't know if I want to go
4: back. No, no, that won't work. That, that won't, won't even oh, install. Okay. Uh, I mean, it, it should, won't even install, right? I mean, 2000. I think I, anything older than 2007 yeah, I won't work. So. Yeah, don't think so. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I've got what I want on this um, CD. Yep. Um, which is basically Word and Excel, and then the other thing is um if this doesn't work off brand um word programs,
4: oh yeah, there's all sorts of free ones out there, yeah, um, open OpenOffice is out there, uh, Libra office is out there, so there's all, all sorts of alternatives to to paying Microsoft for the rest of your life, and, yeah, well, and of course, you can do that, yeah, and of course you can buy office still the office. Office, Microsoft has already agreed, they wouldn't have done this if they didn't find that the market was not necessarily all totally all into the cloud. They have an Office 2021 coming out. Oh. Mm-hmm. So there's Office 2019, you can purchase once now, and an Office 2021. They wouldn't have done that if they thought everybody was going to pay forever. Because right. there's tons of folks out there like you and me who don't feel renting Word to write a to write a Word document it makes a whole lot of sense. Like It's like renting the typewriter. Yeah. Yeah. It gets a little silly.
1: All right, I think I'm all set here, guys. Thank all you. All right, good very luck. Much.
4: You're welcome. Yep. Take care. Bye you bye. too. So yeah, there there is 11th gen processors coming out. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but there's still 8th gen out there, 9th gen, heck we see 7th gen out there. Um, and they're all going to work differently, faster, a little faster, a little better, a little a little more cores depending on the generation.
0: Oh, there. Yeah, better uh, work better with the newer software.
4: Right, so we're going to step out for a quick break. Get back to your calls. This is Computer Talk. Feel free to get online eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. We have two lines open for you. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and we will do our best to help you out with your computer comments, questions, and concerns. Everything we've talked about so far is posted live by Mike G. It goes over to uh, our website at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show, .com, which also works. And when I say that it's the name of the show, Literally, it's, it's, it's www.thenameoftheshow.com. <laughs> that also works. That was Bob's idea, uh, which I, that just tickles me. I love that. I love that we do that. And then, of course, if you follow us on Facebook at Tab Computer Systems, um, and Mark Zuckerberg deems the news worthy, which is definitely more and more an issue these days, if he deems the news worthy, it might get into your newsfeed. Um, so you can follow us there as well. And, of course, if you've missed anything, Radio.com is an amazing app. Uh, you can do everything with WTIC here with Radio.com. And uh, find us on you know, past podcasts or listen to the, any of the live shows on Radio.com. It's it's pretty amazing. It works really well. And i got to remind you guys that you got to help out the Holiday Store this year more than ever. Um, if you text WTIC to 41444... So text WTIC to 41444, and uh, you'll get a a little website link. And from there, you can go ahead and make a donation. And uh, WTIC, the Holiday Store, and Salvation Army would be eternally grateful, uh, only because this this year really is a year that we really have a lot of need out there. And anything you can do, I mean, whatever you can do, uh, will be appreciated. Let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Dale in East Hartford next. What's going on, Dale?
3: Hello, Eric. Hello, sir. Hey, got a quick question. Uh my son was has been working from home using you know, my home network for the past, you know, nine, ten months or whatever. Yeah. He's moved out to his own house now.
4: Congratulations.
3: Yeah. Yeah. How old is he? But uh finally made it. How old is he? Uh twenty seven.
4: Oh my gosh, you deserve a medal.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Long story. I'm sure it is. yeah go ahead. The, uh, so everything works fine here on my home network. Yeah. You know, his company laptop. He moves out to his house. He gets Cox in there. Yeah. And you know he gets their modem router combo. Yeah. And his personal laptop hooked right up. Mm-hmm. His phone hooked right up. My phone hooked right up. Everything hooks up except the company laptop. It shows the network. It says it's there. It says it's connecting, but then it won't go out on the web. And he's called his tech support at his company, and his company says it's not a setting in his laptop. And I'm like, it's got to be. But mm-hmm. any any clue, any idea where I can go?
4: Yeah, so maybe Cox um, configured a different type of uh, wi- Wi-Fi than you have in your home. Do you have both the 2.4 gigahertz and 5 gigahertz? Um, SSIDs broadcast. In house,
3: I only have 2.4. His house, right. he has a 2.4 and the five.
4: Tell him to turn off the five, and, turn and tell off him the five, and tell him to connect just to the two four. Just okay. choose the two four. Um, I'm only trying to figure out if maybe his company white his company laptop can't handle the five properly. Maybe there's a problem with the driver. We already yeah, know it I works know. on two point four because it works in your home. Yeah, and they're not I mean, blocking it in any way.
3: No, it sees the network and it says it's connecting, but it you know it'll connect. Then you try to you know go to the company website and right. it just nothing happens. Then it says no internet connection.
4: Yeah, I'm thinking it's the he's connecting to the five gigahertz radio, and the laptop maybe doesn't have that. Bob is another idea. Ah. I- yeah.
0: Um, sometimes the IP the IP stack gets corrupt, and you can reset it. So I in put a in the laptop a in the laptop in yeah. the laptop. So after you run a net shell command and there's a, I put up a link so that you can actually run the commands and it's from Microsoft. So you run that and then after you do that you got to reboot your computer. If if it's the IP stack that's corrupt then it'll fix it. But if it's not the IP stack then I'd say go to Eric's solution,
4: and of course, if if he brings his machine back to your home, I mean, of course, you're, you've changed the locks already. But if he brings the, the machine back to your home, can it? Does it work?
3: Yes, it does. It
4: hooks right back up. Then it wouldn't be corrupt, right? No. Uh-uh. All right. No. So then, I, I think that's a, yeah, I, I think that's a longer shot than the uh, the broadcast area on the SSIDs that you're getting at his at his new space.
3: Okay. So to turn off the five gig and just try to hook up to the four,
4: two four. Just to see. Um, just yeah. to see. And then if there is an issue, then he can always let his company IT know that it looks like his 5, gig- five gigahertz radio has got a problem. Um, that might be causing the issue.
3: Okay. Yeah, just I went a, over the other show? night and I was looking at it and I couldn't, you know, I'm like, eh, whatever. Couldn't couldn't right. figure it out. Everything looked fine to me, but.
4: Right, and you already said everything else connects, right?
3: Right, everything. I can, I can walk in the house, never been there before, and right. get right on.
4: Without a password?
3: Well, you know, with a oh, password. okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, okay, well, we'll give that a shot. I'll go out yeah. there today, and uh, we'll try that. and I'll, Try to force uh, that
4: 2.4.
3: Yeah. Sounds All right, good. All right. Well, I appreciate your time, as always.
4: Good luck. Thank you.
3: All right. Have a great day, guys. You too. Bye. Okay, bye.
4: We're going to go on to uh, Chuck in Durham next. What's going on, Chuck?
6: Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. I think your conversation with the lady from Florida helped me a lot. Awesome. Uh, I have a brand new uh, EERO router.
4: EERO, huh?
6: Right. Um, And uh, I looked through your little list of router settings, and that one is not listed in any way, shape, or form. Anyhow, the only way I can really get into the router is an app on my cell phone, I go yeah. to Settings, mm-hmm. Advanced, DNS, Custom DNS, and I drop in, I guess, the magic numbers on the IPV4s. Yep. Uh, I don't know what those numbers are. I forgot.
4: Right. I don't, I don't memorize them either. We haven't written Bob down. knows them. Bob knows them. I know he knows them. So, yeah, you put those numbers in. Do you need those numbers now? Is that what you're saying?
6: Yeah. And then I don't put them in on the IPv6.
4: Oh, you need to put the, you got to put in the IPv6 flavor of those numbers to protect that connection.
6: Oh, well then I guess I need both then.
4: Yep. So here's the thing. The IPv6 numbers are ridiculous to rattle off. So it's cheaper, it's cheaper, quicker (laughs) and cheaper. (laughs) For you to go to our website over at computertalkwithtab.com, the the links have both those numbers there for you, sir. Okay. And that way you put them in, because if we try to rattle off the IPv6 ones, Bob does not have those memorized. Mm -mm. I'm surprised. (laughs) Me too, but (laughs) not really when you see them. And uh, they'll be there for you. So put those in both areas or turn off the IPv6 broadcast.
6: So right now, when I I don't look at custom DNS, uh, the IPv6 numbers are blank.
4: Right, you're getting them from the uh, cable provider, or you're brought, your, and, and they're just passing them through. When you customize them, you're saying, I don't want to use your cable-provided DNS. I want to use these DNS numbers. That's, that's why. So blank is normal. Adding the numbers is what you want to customize it.
6: Okay, so i got to put in both the IPV4s and yep. the IPV6s, primary and secondary. You got it, sir. All right, and it's going to be on computer talk with Tab.
4: That's where it always is.
6: I'll I'll call you next
4: week. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric.
0: And I'm Bob.
4: And I'm checking his levels. sound that is yeah there we are and we're just refreshing the call screen four lines wide open here in the final stretch feel free to get online 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC while we're waiting for your calls I'm gonna I do have a news story but I wanted to do a shout out to the guys on the stream that we can see commenting we got Carmine remember Carmen Filaramo he is our digital camera guru and he is on there on the on the on the facebook page there um i'm sure if you had a digital camera question he would even answer it while he's on this on the uh stream uh glenn is there you got kevin and rich and uh and glenn even commented that he shares his 365 account with four other folks (laughs) they split the bill uh which is a way to do it i guess so as we're waiting for you guys and this is on wtic's facebook page we are broadcasting live. While we're waiting for your calls, um, if you're an Apple user, I'm sorry, I got some Apple news for you. Users are complaining that iOS 14.2 causes some older iPhones to overheat and rapidly lose charge. Uh, It released an iOS 14.2 last month with a laundry list of 24 security updates. And then what's happening is the older devices are saying after this update, and I, I my iphone se 2016 is what they're saying it's an iphone 8 plus we're just fine until 14.2 now the fully charged battery drops to 45% overnight and the charge drops rapidly even while simply reading my email and of course it, it's got two's got two of them and it's happening to both of them miraculously after the update um so apple may have an issue here uh of course, there's another another issue with the uh, iPhone 11 display, I guess, um, that you guys are probably aware of if you have the, uh, the Apple 11, um, but I'm sure they'll take care of it because Apple is good about taking care of things, but it looks like it has got this new version is affecting um, older generations, including I, uh, iPhone 6s and 7s and, of course, the XSs and even the 2018 I, uh, iPad Pro. So sorry guys this is what happens with updates right when you have an ios update of any kind if they haven't worked all the bugs out going going to the older hardware now what they what what they would do in the past is they would throttle your battery
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: slow your system down to save you from their update and then you'd be like geez i really need a new phone <laughs> hopefully that's not the case in this case and they're going to finally update again the ios 14.2 we'll put a link up here for you because if you're having this issue you can't be alone, and uh, we can talk about that, too. So feel free to get online, eight hundred nine six six 966 wtic 522-WTIC. Did you have an, uh, an article you wanted to bring up, Bob, as a way for calls?
0: Yeah, I got another one, and this gets back to uh, software as a service, more or less. Uh, i a uh, seen that article. It's, uh, future Hyundai features may require subscriptions as automakers readies more automated tech. Yep, Hyundai is bo- is boarding the feature on demand bag- bandwagon, and that's unfortunate,
4: according yes. to this article. According to my my persp- perspective too, it is unfortunate,
0: right? Because we were talking earlier about how uh, uh, Tesla, right, you know, somebody had autopilot and it was uh, put in demonstration mode. Yeah, the guy bought it, drove off, loved it, and then there was an over the air update. Which right. took it away. Yep. After so, he sold
4: it. After, yeah. <laughs> so the new owner thought he had it, and then they, Tesla took it away.
0: So anyway, quietly there's a new trend inching into automotive, and it's not one roadshow is particularly fond of. Right. Automakers are giving it many cheery names, but basically you may need to subscribe to various functions in new cars like steering heated. no sorry
4: he- <laughs> <laughs> brakes no i'm just kidding <laughs> heated seats
0: yeah. fancier headlights or various infotainment features.
4: wait a minute you have to subscribe to a fancier headlight like they won't turn on the better light bulb that's <laughs> sitting in the-
0: <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> or maybe they won't turn them up bright enough so you can see oh <laughs> my god anyway uh, uh um, all of it's on the table Hyundai, the latest automaker to announce it's ready to embrace such a system, calls it features on demand. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming as soon as late 2021, according Ah. to a sweeping Thursday announcement from the company in which it detailed its near term strategies and the minor detail that could usher in big changes for future Hyundai owners uh, ties to forthcoming level three partially automated driving functions. Uh, And the introduction of over-the-air updates, right? otherwise called OTA updates, over-the-air.
4: What could go wrong, Bob? You're just driving along, and your over-the-air update says no brakes for you, (laughs) no steering for you.
0: (laughs) What happens when you get the -the over-the-air? It's like when you're doing an update on Microsoft, and it gets interrupted halfway through. Your battery dies, and then suddenly your firmware is toast.
4: (laughs) Right. So here's the thing. Your car is off. Right, sitting in your garage off, but it must have to leave some sort of communication to the, the interwebs to get their over-the-air update because I sure as heck do not want an over-the-air update while I'm driving. <laughs> Ever. What could should be illegal. <laughs> right. It should be illegal to have any update occur while the wheels are moving.
0: So it says, over-the-air updates aren't exactly groundbreaking these days, as more automakers turn their vehicles into highly connected machines. Even the 2021 F-150 is over-the-air ready. But yeah. subscription-based features is a function quickly forging a relationship with such capabilities. Ugh. Hyundai didn't detail what it plans to include in its version of the feature subscription. <laughs> However, we'll surely learn soon. So and it goes on. There's more. You want to roll your
4: windows down? Twenty twenty bucks a month. You want to roll them up? Twenty-five a month. <laughs> Come on. No,
0: nah, we'll give you the roll-down feature for free. If you want to roll them up, <laughs> yeah, you got twenty-five pay. bucks.
4: There it is. Yeah, you're thinking better, Bob. You're more. It's a better marketing ploy. Yeah, I mean, gosh, this is not going to be good. Um, not going to be good because you're going to still have all the same things in the car that'll break, that you won't even know they broke because <laughs> they're not turned on. Well. Did it physically break, or
0: was it an update that broke it? I
4: just told you about iOS 14.2 in an iPhone that is messing with their charge. So do you think the automakers are going to do any better than Apple? Apple, all it's, got, all it's dealing with is a little tiny phone. Well,
0: programming <laughs> is new to uh to automobiles. I mean, you know, I mean, relatively new. Yeah. Because they've been doing the computers for years, but yeah. that's just to run the engine, not to run all the other stuff.
4: Well, even that's scary. Let's go on to your calls. You're nice enough to join us. Let's go to Larry in Southington. What's going on, Larry? Uh,
6: yes. Uh, I have not had no problems with my email up until lately. About a month ago, uh, Amazon tried to respond to me to change a password. When they emailed me, I didn't get it. Mm hmm. Last week, same thing. Try to change my password with Amazon. They sent me an email. I didn't get it.
3: That's not good.
6: about two days later, Hulu tried to send me an email. I didn't get it. But I get all my other emails.
4: Right, but your email could be misconfigured on the Amazon account, or someone else could have put in a different email address. Are you sure the email address that they have on record is yours?
6: I'm pretty sure.
4: I would bet it's not. That's oh. just me. I'm betting that they're sending the email to somebody else to change the password. And you could have your Amazon account could be compromised. Now, that's just my my feeling because your email is generally working, right? If I send you oh, yeah. an email, it's working. Me
6: I get everything from everybody except yeah. those two. And Hulu, right. that was the first time I ever contacted Hulu. It was to cancel a subscription. Right. And they were sending me back that it was going to be canceled, and I didn't get it.
0: Did you check in your uh, junk mail? Oh yeah. Okay.
4: So I think your accounts, those two accounts, your Amazon account and your your uh, Hulu account, may have a compromise issue where the email on file has been changed by somebody. Especially when you're doing a password change. Okay. The, the two-factor authentication piece of that would be your email, right? And if yeah, I'm the well, if, it started out
6: because I was using uh, I wasn't using my PC at home. I was using my laptop in Newport and they mm-hmm. said i guess the issue came up that it didn't recognize uh the device that was sending it
4: right right and, and that's part of their security
6: yeah and so therefore i went to change my uh amazon uh password and they were supposed to send me a verification code to change it and i didn't never got it
4: can you change that option to be a uh a text to your phone
6: okay uh I could, except I'm not very good at texting.
4: (laughs) No, yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to text anything. They'll text you.
6: uh, I believe that uh, good communication is face to face.
4: Yeah, I agree with that.
6: Second best is like we're talking, and the worst is texting.
4: Well, the communication they're going to communicate to you, Larry, is just a bunch of numbers. Oh, I see. Okay. And then you're going to put those numbers into your account as the confirmation it's you. They want to confirm that Larry from southern is trying to change. Your your information and what's happening is the email going out may not be going to you, Larry. It could be going to a bad guy.
6: I see. Okay, I'll give it a shot.
4: All right, sir. Good luck. You may have to call Amazon. Good luck with that.
6: Oh, that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> right. Thank you very much.
4: You're welcome. Same thing with Hulu.
6: Okay, I will. All right. Bye bye. Thanks, guys.
4: You're welcome. But yeah, that's how things get compromised, right? I mean, if you're not getting the, uh, if you're not getting that second factor confirmation, I would get nervous.
0: Well, I went to a place to change my password recently. Yeah. And I clicked on forgot my
4: password. Right.
0: And it came up and said, "What email address do you want to send this to?"
4: <laughs> That's not very good. That's not very good. And I'm no. thinking, you know, no. That's the worst I could be anybody. That's the worst two-factor authentication on the planet. <laughs> All right. So we're going to step out for a break here, right? Um Joey, and uh, we'll get back to more of your calls. we got a couple, couple lines open for you. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. You know, we were talking about the Hyundai car, where they're going to start selling you subscriptions to areas of the car, like lights, <laughs> heated seats. And it, I remi- it reminded me... Um, I had this you guys might remember way back when I had this car that if I took it out in the snow I was pretty much dead. If I took it out in the snow I would be dead. Because it had this life-saving technology that dealt with any kind of skid. It would cut the engine and slow it down if it, if it detected you were slowing down. And so I would try to merge on a from a snowy street onto another snowy street and the engine would continue to kill itself because it thought I was slipping. And, of course, my nose is edging out into a busy road slowly. And, obviously, I it, it was saving my life to kill me. Um, so what did I do? I hacked my car. I actually hacked my car. There's actually a combination of pedals that allowed me to turn off that feature, that you know snowy skids feature button thing. And I was able to then spin my tires and get on the road uh, because I was a ding-dong who bought rear rear-wheel drive. That's a whole other problem. Never use that in New England. But the reason I bring it up is now Hyundai's going to do all this stuff where they're going to charge you for these different aspects of the car. Tesla's been doing it as well. And of course, what's happening? People are hacking their cars. And Tesla's trying to combat it. But the point is, you can do it. So you got people hacking their cars with better mufflers, better whatever. You know, you guys know what you're doing when it comes to maintaining your cars. Imagine having geeks out there offering you an iOS update for your Tesla that offers the overdrive and all this stuff uh, to be loaded on top of your of your car uh, as a mod, as it were. So clearly, that could be a problem um, for these manufacturers if the hackers can figure out how to wipe the iOS and then empower the things they're trying to charge you for. And it's really not really far fetched out of the out of realm of possibility. You've got already, you know, people. Uh, what is it called? Bob, when you when you when you break into your iPhone, there, um, jailbreak, jailbreak. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. You can jailbreak your iPhone. You can jailbreak your car. Uh, so just imagine that business that'll be coming to a garage near you. Let's go to uh, John in Newington next. What's going on, John? You there? Hello. Yeah. Hey, good morning.
2: Hey, how are you? Good. Basically, I got a question. Um, that open DNS. I have Frontier. And, and I have Frontiers hardware, so I guess a modem and router all one one unit. Can I use DNS or yeah. it has to be done with through, like, Xfinity?
4: No, so it doesn't have to be done through Xfinity. There's many ways to, to, to control this. Some of the okay. routers that are being offered by the cable companies do allow you to make some setting changes, right? Okay. The problem is you'll never know if they reset them on you. Gotcha. Because if they ever have an issue to reset or update your system, then all those settings go away. So the alternative is to buy your own router and modem that that you're in control, and then you put the settings in, and then you know when you reset it, um, and you can always reconfigure it. Or you can put the configurations on each device manually saying to the router, um, I want your IP address, but I'm going to choose the DNS settings. Um, okay. Gotcha. So there's three different approaches to getting it implemented the best approach I think is to have control over your, your network yep. or place their router That's and modem and it saves you money um, on, so. on top of it so.
2: and does it matter if I go out and purchase my own router and modem does it matter if later on I change to Xfinity versus Frontier or is it, is no. it specific to it doesn't
4: the router doesn't the modem does. might. Okay. modem does yeah, so try to get a separate device, a modem for the service you're using, and the router yep. is going to be your router. That's going to okay. have, work no matter what you do.
2: Okay, so if I did change Internet companies, I would have to get another router for that Internet
4: company. Modem, another What's modem.
2: A, modem, modem, okay, gotcha.
4: Yeah, and, and now you're in Newington.
2: Huh?
4: You're in Newington, right? So you have access yeah. to uh, go NetSpeed too, right?
2: Uh, unfortunately, my home is on the ground, so they Ugh. cannot. Yeah. I relatively newer we coldest act, so where all, all our stuff is on the ground, and they can't run it on the ground, so um, I'm uh, out of luck when it came to that. But uh, and I it hope. doesn't matter whether you have an iMac or a uh, Windows-based machine. It, it, it does not you have open DNS. Okay,
4: all right. Yeah, open DNS is just a setting, and uh, that's you. all you're doing.
2: Yep, just the way to get on there. Yep. Okay. All right. That's what I'll do. I'll, all right, John. Uh, look to purchase my own. All right. Thank you very much.
4: You got it. Good luck. All right, bye bye. Let's go on to uh, Vicki in Burlington next. What's going on, Vicki?
7: Hi. Hi. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. Yep. So, I have a question about um, internet in an RV. Uh, we recently purchased one and took it across the country for about uh, 15 days, went through 20 states, and between us, we had a Verizon My Fi and an at&t plan both cellular plans with um hotspots. yeah and i was doing pretty well until we blew through the 15 gig we originally purchased on the verizon mi-fi and the bandwidth dropped to to basically nothing and i'm a remote worker always have been so i'm yeah. doing like zoom calls and things like that so i obviously stopped doing video and things and you know and tried to minimize my bandwidth but right. it really got difficult so I was kind of hopping between both of AT&T and the Verizon to see which had better service. But once the Verizon went over the cliff, it, it was useless to me. Right. Um, there is a plan through the Family Motor Coach Association with Sprint that they say is unlimited, and they say it's not throttled. But I, I'm looking at So my question is really threefold. Um, is there really truly a cellular plan that's unlimited and not throttled? Um, no. If, if not, is there a way to boost Sell while you're driving and then third when when we do stop at an RV park on occasion we uh, are too far away from their Wi-Fi to pick right. it up and is there a way to boost inside the RV you know economically boost the Wi-Fi
4: Wow okay lots of questions I will tell you that there is no such thing as a truly unlimited plan period they're all limited in some way uh, they all have a catch it's unlimited unlimited until this setting you know, until you get to this point, so I don't think you have any way around that. Uh, you could consider using um, cellular and inter- uh, not cellular, uh, satellite-based internet, like uh, our resident groupie Danny is so so happy with. Uh, Starlink maybe would be a, a choice, or other satellite services where you put a satellite dish on your RV. So that might work. Yeah, for I've you.
7: seen those, and I've heard, and what I've heard about those is that the the um, Dan, it's a little too slow to do, like, what I need to do with Zoom calls. Okay. Is my misunderstanding, though? No,
4: you're probably right. You're probably right. It's not going to be a good bandwidth. Um, we're coming up yeah. against the hard break. But um, the alternative of trying to get to the closer Wi-Fi spot when you're parked, it would mean you have to configure a booster of some kind in your own RV that will grab that signal and try to boost it in your in your RV, you gotta get, you're going to have to configure it every time. Um, so, you know, Netgear offers those boosters and stuff like that where you actually have to configure it when you're in the in the campsite. But we're out of time. I wish I could give you more more advice there. Uh, Vicky. maybe give us a ring next Saturday. Okay, great. All
7: right, thank all you right. very much.
4: You're welcome. Um, cool. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. I want to thank Joey for uh, Joey Burgoyne back in uh, Farmington for helping out. Mike G for posting everything live.
0: See you next week.